you will please turn in your Bibles to Psalm 119. We'll hear some of those new Bibles cracking open. Go ahead and break that leather in. If you uh, need a Bible in the chair in front of you, uh, you're welcome to use it and look on page 512 to find our passage. We're in a summer sermon series in Psalm 119, the longest chapter in the Bible. And we're going stanza by stanza through this psalm. And so this morning, we're in the third stanza, verses 17 through 24. Your Bibles may say Gimel at the heading of this stanza. And that is the third letter in the Hebrew alphabet. And if we were Jewish and we were reading this in Hebrew this morning, you would notice that every line in this stanza, every First word in each line would begin with the Hebrew letter Gimel. So a very beautiful, poetic piece of scripture here that we're reading. I'm going to read verses 17 through 24. This is God's holy word to us this morning. Deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and keep your word. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. I am a sojourner on the earth. Hide not your commandments from me. My soul is consumed with longing for your rules at all times. You render the insolent and accursed ones who wander from your commandments. Take away from me scorn and contempt, for I have kept your testimonies. Even though princes sit and plot against me, your servant will meditate on your statutes. Your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. Let's pray. Father, our prayer is that you would open our eyes to behold wondrous things here in your word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know about you, but when I read these portions of Scripture, and when I look at the verses here in the stanza, and I read, My soul is consumed with longing for your rules at all times. And I read, Your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. I don't often know this experience. I can't say that I live as though the Bible is this important to me. How on earth do you get the point in your life where you could say honestly that I long to know the Bible at all times? That I want it to be my delight? How does this happen? How do you get to this point? I mean, we just gave you graduates a Bible and you're not going to want to read it every day. How do you get to the point where you long to do this. I think this is where verse 18 comes into play and helps us. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things in your law, the psalmist prays. We're in Psalm 119, the longest chapter in the Bible. And really what this, what this chapter is, it's a guide for Christian living. This psalm teaches us how to live the Christian life. In verse 18, this prayer, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things in your law, 
It is a prayer that we need and that we must use in the Christian life. Isn't it interesting that the longest chapter in the Bible is about the Bible? It is teaching us, it is showing us to to long for God's word. And all but like three verses of the 176 verses in this psalm tell us the glory of God through his living and breathing and active word. And so just reading it and ingesting it and knowing it and looking at it, it is the fuel that we need for the Christian life. I do hope that you're reading in Psalm 119. I encourage you to use it in your time in God's word. And as we walk through this psalm stanza by stanza and seek to apply it to our lives, it will help you grow. Do hope that you will use it. One way that I want to help you in your Bible reading is to give you this help as you read God's word. We all need to get out of our mind this notion that the Bible is just a rule book. You've probably heard it described that way, right? The Bible is just a set of rules that oppress me and just tell me how to live my life when, yes, the Bible does have rules and yes, it does teach us to obey, but it's not saying follow these rules and you'll be a good Christian. If you just follow these rules, you'll have eternal life. That's not what the Bible is saying. Rather, the Bible is a story. The the Bible is a a testimony of, of God's love. The Bible is the literal words and the will of God to his people. It's a it's a story of grace. It's a story of how God longs to be glorified in the lives of his people and for his people to know him and to love him and to be filled with everlasting joy. That's what the Bible is. Because if you approach the Bible as just a mere book of rules, it will disappoint you. If you approach the Bible as just a set of rules and precepts that you have to follow, it will It will crush you. But if you approach the Bible as it is, the supernatural, life-changing, life-transforming, word-breathed out of God's mouth, it will consume you with joy and delight. The Bible is the God-breathed word of God. It helps us to Behold the glory of the Lord in such a way that we are changed because the Holy Spirit takes the word of God and applies it to our hearts to penetrate us and to change us. I wish we could cover every detail here in this stanza. But verse 18 will be our focus to help us see the manner in which we must pray in which we must seek the Spirit to use the Word of God in our lives so that we may understand it, so that we may know it. So look there again with me at verse 18. It was our verse of meditation as the service began. This verse, verse 18, is a prayer. 
to help us delight in the word of God. And in this wonderful prayer, we're taught two things. One, we need our eyes open to understanding. We need our eyes open to understanding. Two, the Bible contains wonders. Let's look at those things. Look at verse 18. I open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. The first thing is we need our eyes open to understanding. This line of poetry here begins with a very powerful petition. This is the words of a believer begging God, praying, Lord, open my eyes so that I can see the wonderful things of the Bible. And when we pray that, when the psalmist prays that, it has certain implications, things that we need to understand. First of all, the psalmist is not saying here, we don't believe that he was physically blind and that he actually needs sight to be able to read the words on the page. No, the psalmist is indicating that he is spiritually blind. There's a spiritual blindness. There's a veil over his eyes and over his heart where it is hard to see the words of God. Spiritual blindness is part of our fallen condition. It's part of life in the fallen world. It's a consequence of man's headlong plunge into sin. We all show up in this world predisposed and inclined to sin. And part of the, the terribleness of this sin is that we are unable to clearly see the beauty and the blessing and the application of God's word. Our hearts are hardened to understanding. Our ears are deaf to truth. Our eyes are closed to seeing the revealed wonders of God. And therefore, saving knowledge of God through the word must be supernaturally revealed to us by God. We need a, a supernatural change in order to see and apply what God's word says. And so the psalmist prays. He is, he is begging God. He is pleading to God. Oh, God, open my eyes. Help me to see. Matthew Henry says, those that would see the wondrous things of God's law and gospel must beg him to give them understanding by the light of his spirit. Beg him. The truth is that we are so spiritually blind to the things of God that without help from above, we cannot see even the words on the page and what they mean. We need the illuminating power of the Holy Spirit. We are like the blind. and We're not able to clearly see deeper into the words on the page without spiritual understanding, without supernatural change in our hearts. And so for us to, to take these words of God, to take the scriptures, to, to take the Bible and to get it in our minds and to get it down in our hearts. We need supernatural understanding so that we can see and conform to the truth of God's word. And so this is where this 
psalm, these words of the psalmist help us to, to pray, help us to cry out to God, give us biblical language, and we can make it our own. This is why the Bible is so helpful and so wonderful, because it literally gives us words to pray to God. God, open my eyes so that when I read the Bible, I can understand it. I want to, I want to know you. I want to love you. I want to be changed. I want to grow. I want to love your word and delight in it. So, Lord, please open my eyes. The psalmist prays. Do you think you could pray like that? You think you could do that? Do you think that the next time that you sit down to read your Bible, you could pray this simple prayer in verse 18? Lord, I'm tired. Lord, I'm distracted. I'm confused. I'm weary. But Lord, please open my eyes so that I may see the wonderful truth that is in your word. When you pray this prayer, and I encourage you to do it every time, you go to read your Bibles. Ask the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, the Counselor, to come and to illuminate your mind to the truth of God's Word. God, this is your Word. Help me to understand it. Let me be clear here, though, that the truth of God's Word is not hidden from us. We are not asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to us any truth that is outside the word of God. Because the Bible says it is sufficient. That it is clear that we can know it. The truth is there. But what we are saying is that because of our sinful hearts, we're often blinded to it. We often don't see it. Clearly, it's as if we have a, a veil over our eyes and we're trying to to read and we're trying to understand, but everything is is blurry and, and, and hard to see. And so we need God by his spirit to lift this veil so that we can see the word. John Piper says it's not new information that we need. It is new eyes to see what has been revealed to us in God's word. It's not new information. It's not novel. It's not anything that hasn't been said or done before. It's, it's not new information. It's, it's new eyes and a new heart. Lord, help me to see. Open my eyes. The work of the Holy Spirit is to work through the word of God to reveal himself to us. And so we need to be careful. We need to be very, very careful with what we say and what we hear from others that we're not believing a false theology that teaches us to look for something outside the revealed word of God. God teaches what is in his word and not outside of it. It's all there. We just need eyes to see it. We need God to reveal it to us. 
So we need to pray this prayer with all of our hearts. Every time we come to the scriptures, Lord, open my eyes, open my mind, affect my heart, help me to see your truth. That is the first thing we see from this prayer. We need eyes for understanding. And the second thing here is we need these eyes for understanding because the Bible contains wonders. Wonders. The wonders of God that are revealed in his word. I have had the great blessing and privilege of visiting the Grand Tetons, Grand Teton National Park in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, twice in my life. They are my favorite mountains. If you get a chance, go and see them. They are the most majestic and stately mountains. It looks as if a child drew them because it's just flat and then boom, mountains. They are, they are wonderful. I mean, it's, it's easy to go out there and see why the, the great photographer and artist Ansel Adams was inspired by, by these mountains and those wonderful pictures that he's produced. And I could show you picture after picture of my visits and, and try to describe this the stateliness and the beauty and the majesty of these mountains. But unless you are there, unless you're standing there looking at these glorious mountains, pictures just don't do it justice. They're that beautiful. The point is this. If you want to behold the beauty and the wonder of God in the word, you need to be in the word. You need to be reading it. We need to be looking at it and asking God to show us his wonders. It is in the word. It is in the Bible that God shows his wonders where he shows up. It is in the Bible that God literally speaks to us through the words on the page. He talks to us through his word. I saw a funny satirical article this week. Maybe some of you saw it. The headline read this. Man sitting literally three feet away from Bible asked God to speak to him. <laughs> he is speaking to us. He is communicating to us. He is talking to us through his word. God opens our eyes to his glory, to his will, to his truth. When we are in the word and we are looking at it and we are pleading and asking and begging him for understanding. And when we're looking at the word. When we're hearing it preached, maybe when we're even reading it for ourselves, when we're meditating on its beauty, when we're memorizing it to store it in our hearts, when we're studying it for understanding, we will see wonders. We will see beauty and majesty beyond anything our minds can comprehend. Because the Bible is a grand tour on the Tetons of God's truth all throughout the Bible. God's grace and truth and wonder, it's all there. So being in the word, reading it, knowing it, studying it, it's like being there. It's experiencing it. It is where God shows up and he speaks to us. And so the psalmist prays for understanding to see wonders out of it. 
He specifically says there in verse 18, wonderful things out of the law. When we read that word law, we need to get out of our minds that this is, again, merely a set of rules to keep us safe and to follow so that we don't do bad things. Yes, the law does teach us right from wrong. It does teach us how to obey and follow God. It does have rules and precepts that we're to follow and glorify God. But the word here means so much more for law. It's actually the Hebrew word Torah. You've probably heard that word before. Torah means teaching, the teaching of God, not necessarily just rules, but all of the revelation of God and the law of Christ and in the gospel. And so the psalmist is praying here from for revelation from the law. Lord, open my eyes, reveal to me things from your word, your law. And so in the psalmist's mind here, he was probably referring to the first five books of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Which was for a long time the, the Bible. The word of God that was preached and taught and read and understood. And it was this life-giving word that contained wonders. The wonders of creation. The wonders of the flood. The calling of a nation. The exodus. The promised land, it was these stories, these God-breathed words that God made himself known to his people saying, I will be your God and you will be my people. Love me and worship me only. I am your savior. I am your redeemer. I am your rock. I am your deliverer. I'm the one who called you and will bless you and keep you and make my face shine upon you and show you Wonders after wonders after wonders of my love and my grace and my mercy and my absolute commitment to you that I would even die for you. That is the Bible the psalmist is referring to. Those are the wonders that we need to see and know. And of course, we know the rest of the story. God does show his wonders in a way that would ultimately leave us speechless. Because God died. Jesus gave his life to rescue us from sin and death and Satan and promised to give us a, a, an eternal home, a kingdom forever. And this is the wonder and the beauty and the majesty of God that we behold in the precious scriptures. You got to be there. We got to be in them to see it. And when we begin to see these things and we pray for illumination by the power of the Holy Spirit to see and apply these truths to our hearts and to our lives, then I think we will be able to say with the psalmist, verse 24, Lord, your testimonies are my delight. They are my delight. They are my counselors. They help me to live, to glorify you. And so my prayer 
for you and for me is that God would give us grace to know and to delight in his word. Let's pray and let's use the words of these psalms to pray to the Lord. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, our God, we pray that you would deal bountifully with us, that we may live and keep your word. We pray that you would open our eyes, that we would behold wondrous things out of your law. Lord, we are mere pilgrims here on this earth. Father, let your words not be hidden from us. Father, well up in us a desire that our soul would be consumed with longing for your rules at all times. Father, may we not be rebuked as those who wander away from your commandments. Keep us on the straight path. Father, we pray that you would take away scorn and contempt when we seek to follow you. For we long to keep your testimonies. Lord, even though others would accuse us and plot against us, we will meditate on your statutes. Father, help us to delight in your testimonies. They are our counselors. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.